Hello, everybody. This is Captain Cat, and we are Cat. All right, and here with me via um, messenger here is Omega Kai uh. <laughs> and Chewy. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Just to let you guys know, um, you know, we're in California in quarantine, so we're trying to do our best we can to do the show, and um, like everyone else. Yes, like everyone else. Okay, so without further ado, let's just start the show. Okay, well, alright, so first and foremost, GameStop announced uh, today that um, they're going to be closing stores uh, closing stores, following a huge backlash that they were supposedly considered to be essential, um, an essential store, an essential asset to people uh, during this whole time of the coronavirus. Um, as of now, they said that uh, stores are going to still be kind of open, but they're only going to be dropping off stuff outside of the stores and um, doing deliveries. That's it. So, uh, what yeah, you... um, just a little, just just to, to comment on that. that. From the letter from the CEO, George Sherman, to all the store associates, uh, it's, on, it's on Twitter, it's public, uh, it's called Delivery at the Door Only. So he says, effective March 22nd, all GameStop stores that remain open will only offer our, quote, delivery at the door, unquote, service. Customers will order their products online via the GameStop app or by scanning a QR code at their store location. The orders will be picked up and packed by the in-store team who will coordinate with the customers to pick up their order curbside at the door of the store, end quote. Yeah, so what do you guys think of that? So like the fact that the color fell changes when I got I don't remember eating your stuff. Yeah. Yeah, because that that was the thing, that was a huge backlash. Your stuff. I never bought a soda there. Never bought any GameStop. Wait, they sell wait, they sell actually water at GameStop now? No. Okay. Okay, so yeah, so Chewy, you were <laughs> out today, and did you went by GameStop, right? Yes, I just wanted to see, like, what's what, because I've been hearing this and that, so I'm like, okay. Mm -hmm. So, I went there and it was closed, and they had to sign that it would be closed until further notice. I have the image right here, I can send you to me. Okay, no, I'll take your word for it, I'll take your word for it. Yeah. Okay, I got it. So, yeah. But to be honest, I'm going to miss GameStop. <laughs> well. I, I, know, I, know, I know, like, two good people there. It's, 
this side the ones from this is the one that used to be uh, next to tilt oh yeah yeah, yeah. oh man i spent so many good times with, like there talking to the manager to the co-workers yeah mm. and then the, the one that i went in national city i know t i know two of them yeah. yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. But to be honest, I, I just met some mini variations where we were killed. Like Babbage's, Suffolk, etc. And Funkoland. Oh, oh Funkoland. Fun <laughs> GameStop now. Yeah. Well, nothing now, but. <laughs> of course. I remember the last time I, uh, um, they had, what, Dragon Ball GT, and that, like, the only release in the U.S., I think, at one point. For PlayStation, and they were selling for like almost 150 bucks at one point. Uh huh. You guys are young. I remember when it first came out, and nobody cared about it until it became rare. And they sold it for 500 bucks. Yeah. Yeah. I remember the Sega version, the Sega Saturn version, Dragon Ball Z Legends. And nah. Nobody cared about that. Now it's like three or four hundred bucks. Yeah, yeah, I was lucky to get it for what? 25, 30 bucks? Yeah, I threw it away too. <laughs> no, I still have it. I still play with it. GT was the money maker. I don't know. Yeah, I don't really have any good or bad about that game stuff. It just is what it is. Well, also, too, like, sure. like last week, too, that uh, former president of Nintendo, uh, Reggie. Um, uh, yeah, he uh, he's the new um, president and CEO. Uh, they're going to, he's going to, he's, no, he's on the uh, board of directors. Of GameStop now, and he's gonna try to change everything around, like how he did with Nintendo. He really changed Nintendo. I mean, I didn't see it. Well, he's actually the board, of, part of the board of directors, amongst other duties. The only thing I, yeah, the only thing I saw uh, Phil Zane ever do with Nintendo was hype up the car real good. He was a good hype man. Yeah. Oh Same. yeah. Uh, that's all I could think of. And the Wii was the most successful thing I ever seen. Like they really capitalize after that. Yeah, they botched yeah. it with the um, Wii U. Yeah, so. Take a grain of salt. This initial run is great. The second iteration just suck. So yeah. if you revamp GameStop, fire him after the first success, that's all I have to say. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm being honest, he's not Phil Spencer. True. Yeah. It's like Ken from the Sony. I call him by his first name. Oh, okay. I'm bad with Japanese last names. Oh, is it Watanabe? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I think it was Yeah, I, I think so. I thought it was Watanabe, but... Uh, uh. Anyway, uh, GameStop is just the way it is. It's like Blockbuster, GameStop can be next. Before that, in between, it was Radio Shack. Right. Uh, Radio Shack back. <laughs> so, KB Toy Store. KB? I don't know. Well, I remember... Well... Okay. The very last one is probably in uh, Las Americas, I think. Well, before they changed their name. Mm -hmm. now, now, now it's just a regular toy store. Yeah, I guess. Alright. So, Chewy, anything else you'd like to say about GameStop? Yeah, sure. I don't know the lyrics by heart. <laughs> Just the memories. That's it. <laughs> the way we were. Scattered pictures. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, 
of the times we left behind. <laughs> I can remember times I waited in line for my Dreamcast. Uh-huh. I waited in line for my uh, Xbox. And I waited six times for WWF Attitude to come in and keep the game delayed. I remember that. I don't know why. <laughs> I also was only the one who actually keep you know, inquiring about the arcade stick back in the days before it came off of Oh, yeah. I still got my second Dreamcast arcade stick. <laughs> Dang. I remember it. Yeah. Also a light gun. Also, I know that's only weird. I bought a light gun to play House of Dead 2, and that was it. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. Uh, yeah. I, I'm not that bad. It was too. Like the time they uh, sold me games that were scratch. <laughs> they took a game from the display and gave it to me, like, say it was brand new. I'm like, that's not brand new. <laughs> yeah, on the display. yeah, I remember. They they sold me a couple games yeah. like that, too. They sold me you know what? I, I don't miss them anymore. Screw it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, when to uh, asked me if I want to make those official Pokemon multiple times by the same guy. Like, then the manager's gonna do his. He's been telling him that he doesn't want that. Like, I know, maybe he'll give him. Like, and I told him, no, I will not give him. So, do you not want to play Pokemon? No. Oh man, that was a good game. Yeah, <laughs> I just watched the anime and that's it. I didn't care about the games. I, yeah. Pokemon Green was the best ever. That's why I sent kids to America. <laughs> Right. Yeah. And then there was also Yeah. So another um news that came out of uh video games over the weekend was uh, the announcement of this year's finalist for the Video Games Hall of Fame. Can I guess? Can I guess? Yeah, sure. Take a guess. Uh, wait, first, give me a clue. 70s or uh, a DSA? 90s? Uh, a little bit. Which one? Which one? Okay. Um, yeah, give us a hint. Okay. Um... Let me see. Okay, so apparently that the that the uh, one of the games that is on there uh, was uh, first a cell phone game. Yes. Okay. Okay. Um, all right, well, I'll tell you the rest. Okay, here he these are the finalists for the uh, for the World Video Game Hall of Fame. Here they are. There's Bejewel, Centipede, Frogger, GoldenEye 007, Guitar Hero, King's Quest, Minecraft, NBA Jam, Nokia Snake, Super Smash Brothers Melee, and um, Uncharted 2, Among Thieves, and Where in the World is Carmen Sandiego? Which version? PC. Which version? There's a Mac version, which you... No, in general. Yeah. You gotta be specific. Uh, yeah. So, uh... 
So out of all of these, only uh, only a total of two to three can be entered. And they will join uh, last year's um, winners who went in. There were uh, Colossus Cave Adventure, Microsoft Solitary, Mortal Kombat, and Super Mario Kart. So, so which one out of these games do you think they'll actually uh, get in? They, like only three or four can get in, so... Frogger. It's gonna be for sure. Frogger also. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll see. So one more. But do the fan well, fan I, well, they'll most likely put in Goldeneye. They have to, that I was can't a really say that one. No, I can't see. Because it's it's still playable and it's still relevant. I'm not thinking more of something like it's we gotta display as is like uh I was leaning towards like State because it was fresh was kind of successful. Right. Right, gotcha. Um, me, I, I would have to put in NBA Jam because NBA Jam really, um, it's still the test of time. It's still good. They're bringing back the arcades next to, thanks to one-up arcades, so. Mm-hmm. So that has to be in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's hard. It's good. Okay. Um, if they had, like, categories per, you know, category, that answer would be easier instead of just pick these three. Uh, 700,000 titles. Yeah, and, uh, um, and as far as, you know, like I mentioned with, you know, where in the world is Carmen Sandiego, that's fine with being specific. One version, you know, or one year of it is, is better than the previous one or the one after it. Also, is it a video game category or a learning tool? If it is, it'd be a educational category. Hmm. Yeah, I, now I see what you're saying. Because yeah, of... Yeah, you see what I'm saying? It's like, here's all the games in the world. <clears throat> you can pick all of this. Hmm. Like grab bag it. And just, uh, what you like today? What happens if I pick one day I have to pick jelly beans because I need a refill? And it turns out that's not the best food of the day is that, you know, the pot pie is. So, <laughs> there's no categories, you know, there's no really, you know, per se organization. Just pick what you want for this year. Mm. It's like the best movie of the year. Uh, you want, like, the, you know, the English Patriot or Bill and Ted at an adventure? Oh. You know I, what I mean? I, I did not uh, like the English okay. Patriot. Just unfortunate that I actually sat through the whole thing. I know San Dimas, that movie was good. Oh, not San Dimas, the English patient. <laughs> sat through it? Yes, I actually saw the whole thing and I didn't I didn't like it. I also didn't like the year when uh, for example, um, Shakespeare in Love won it. To be honest, any film with uh Weinstein involved. Oh yeah, yeah. I'll give you a pass on it. <laughs> no, it's, no, it's not that. I just didn't, I just didn't like that movie. Yeah. Hey, I like any of those movies. Yeah. me up right. <laughs> okay, all right. Here's a question: Out of all these games, which one do you think is the most like the most likely underdog to win to to actually get nominated in? Melee, because it's still a tournament game. Mm. And it's still relevant. People are going to be chatting away with it. Oh yeah. Um, version two. Mm-hmm. So I don't, I don't think it ever being, you know, Hall of Fame because it's so recent. It's, it's one of the best games out there on GameCube, so it's still a great game. Yeah. Uh, what about you, Chewy? Uh, what was the 
Okay, out of all the games that that is nominated this year, which one do you think will be the dark horse, the one that would sneak in and surprise everybody? Okay. Why? For me, the biggest dark horse is Carmen San Diego. I'm sorry. No, it's not even. It's not even a dark horse. It's like a a, a, a horse that shouldn't be, but it exists. Well, they're well, they're putting in the PC versions. The only exception would be. On, go ahead. I tried playing on the N64. Yeah. I loved it on the PC wireless. Right. Yeah. Unless I got to know, but I mean, games now is in the way pretty easy. Couple pieces of games, really. Back then, it wasn't easy. Like Frogger, Fraction Muncher. Yeah. Frog is a video game. Fraction Muncher had Frog. You know, big fractions and occasional games. Oh, Word Muncher. Okay, well, here, okay, here's a statement that they did for Continue. Right. Released by Border uh, by Border Burner in 1995, where in World is Carmen Sandiego spawned one of the one of the best-selling educational franchises, finding education and entertainment. The museum's official descriptions of the finalist reads in part: "Designed from a first-generation of graphics-enabled pers- uh, personal computer, the title uh, made learning made learning world geography fun for millions of students as they search for the whereabouts of the mysterious Carmen Sandiego." So. And I'm not saying that it's not fun. Right. Oh, the TV? Yeah. I remember the PBS when they made it to a, uh, like a quiz show type of thing. That was awesome. Oh, Mega Fox Kids Cartoon was the best. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I like that one. Fun fact, it was made by the same team that went on and made um, Spider-Man. Yeah, yeah. 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 For me, I think the biggest dark horse out of every one of them would be uh, Uncharted 2. Because out of all the games, this is the most current one. Uh, Uncharted 2 was released in um, 2009. True. I think it's one of the first games that ever made it like a movie. Yes. Exactly like a movie. Like, you know, like cut scene mm-hmm. in action. Yeah. You're, you're actually playing a movie. It feels like it's just, you know, it's, you know you're an actor in action. Mm-hmm. You know, you're mm-hmm. with it. Yeah. Uh, no, yeah, and um. Yeah, and then the other game that I think is a long shot, which I doubt it's gonna be in, um, but I got to mention to it because I remember playing it was um, King's Quest. Um, this was designed by the co-founder of uh, Syria um, Online, uh, Roberta Williams. 
Um, it, it was it was very advanced of its time. It they did take a lot from D and D, and um, they turned it into like this. It started out as a um, first person limited graphics um, adventure, and then when they went on with the series, it got really good over the years. So, um, but it's one of those games that've been lost in the shuffle when it comes to like great um, fantasy setting games. And this was also the predecessor to what Lucas Lucas did with uh, Curse of Monkey Island, Salmon Max, oh. uh, Maniac Mansion, and all that. Grim Fandango, you know. So, so I think. Yeah. Uh huh. Oh, God, I remember Ultima. Yeah, Jesus. Yes, I remember the 50 floppies that got inserted every time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, that's bringing back memories. You lose one floppy, you're screwed. Oh, yeah. And you have to do it in set order, too. Oh, man. I hate that. Yeah, well, you know. Oh, that's also, you know, my favorite games are already ended up this version. I'm okay with it. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you don't know? Like, you don't know who's already in the final? Uh, who's in the actual Hall of Fame? It's never what I picked, to be honest, because it's, it's all asinine and it's all subjective. Like I said, there's no category. Right. The first one is technically a PC game. Mm-hmm. The first, the original one. The new one's all console. If you just like, oh, which one? This is. I think this is where I'm like have to say which one. Ah, okay. PC or console? The, both were great. Right. Yeah, it's one of those. It's one of those awards where it's still what I feel like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's almost not. As, it's almost as worse as the Hall Fame. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so here are okay. So here are the inductees um, going all the way back to the first. Uh, well, in no particular order. So, um, so just to let you know what they've gotten in so far. So they got Super Mario Brothers. Street Fighter 2, Space Wars, Space Invaders, Sonic the Hedgehog, The Sims, Pong. Um, hold on. I think I screwed up. Yeah, I, I screwed up on that. Okay. Okay, so Pong, Pokemon Red and Green, Pac-Man, The Oregon Trail, Mortal Kombat, um, Microsoft Solitary, The Legend of Zelda, John Madden's Football, Halo, uh, GTA 3, Final Fantasy 7, Doom, Donkey Kong, and um, Colossal uh, Colossal Cave Adventure. Yeah, those are subjective. Those are great games. I mean, right, just the very, whatever I feel like. Right. Hmm. So. Well, you got over 7,000 games, so I can't use add a whole bunch at a time instead of three every freaking year. I mean, by this rate, you be we our great great grandkids are like thinking, oh, we we got uh, six thousand more to come. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, well, here's the we thing though. Yeah, but here here's the thing though. Like some of these games, uh, there was there's like a lot of games that didn't get um, nominated or um, into or cracked into. Like for example. Um, what was it? Tetris is not, no no Tetris is not in there. War Warcraft was nominated for two years straight and it never got it didn't get in. Yeah, 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. So. <laughs> it's always cracked in the top twenty, but it never goes into the finalists round. My sweet should be solitary. Solitary is hard. Yeah. Alright. Well, if you guys want to vote, this is um, the voting is open up to the public. You can go to the worldvideogamehalloffame.org and then go to Player's Choice Votes and then from there you can vote on which games... Um, allowing how many numbers of votes that you're allowed to vote to vote to see who can get into this year's Hall of Fame. So to all the games that are nominated this year, congratulations, and they will announce the winners sometime later um, this year. Okay, so moving right along from there, we're going to go to Mortal Kombat. Spawn. Um, Spawn just got got released for early access. Um, And uh, what do you guys think of Spawn so far? Joey? Yeah, it's, it's cool. I like how they, how they mixed it up with uh, they got Deathstroke, Batman, Takeda, um, a little bit of a little bit of Red Pad when he throws invisible. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it was a good mix-up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, what about you, Omega Kai, since uh, you've had time playing with uh, Spawn, right? Alright, <laughs> okay. So, uh, since the time you've been, um, since you've had more time playing with them than, than any of us, um, pros and cons. What do you got with them? Okay, pros. I, I think if anybody wants to transition to video games, um, or may take a character that and transition to video games, this is like the top, uh, what's the word? Prototype. Well, it's like, they did, they did everything right. They did, they did justice to it. That's, that's what to it. Okay. They, uh, you know, um, there's comic book styles? Mm-hmm. The skins have, like, their own style. One, like, a new one. Kind of like the Marvel superhero sleek style. Yeah. Or one is more the, uh, more gritty DC style. Mm-hmm. Or one is more the detail image style, but, you know, vibrant colors. Right. Because they, because they actually had all these variations. So the skins, the skin work in detail. Mm-hmm. You, you ever get a chance to look at the costumes? Right. It's like, why can't Street Fighter or more, you know, Street Fighter do this kind of stuff where Ryu, you know, he has a style, you know, instead of just committing to one style and sticking with it. Mm-hmm. You know, Street Fighter 4 had the, um, the Okami style, I call it, with yeah. the brush. Yeah. And never had that. But in Spawn, he's like, oh, he has that too. Plus the Marvel version of Capcom style. Plus the more comic, you know, mm-hmm. edgy style. That's the virtual fighter, you know, blew it. Gotcha. You know, all his cape moving stuff. So the guy, he's like one of the best because he incorporates all the comic styles and jiggly. And uh, I know it's kind of Harley, but they, they kind of like just, this was fun. It is like Spawn versus Batman 1 and 2. Spawn mm-hmm. from HBO. Spawn from movie. Mm-hmm. A lot of Easter eggs and how they know the they came universe from the Spawn universe. Yeah. But gameplay-wise, Spawn, we know we're not the realm. If you release characters, it's going to be too tough. You can discover stuff that's not. It's going to be also out of balance. Right. 
next day we got to Nerf. And online, I saw there's a combo setup that put the goal was all the way to death. Like, we get to the left of it, there in both light if you, you do a setup correctly. So I was back in Nerf in no time. Oh, jeez. <laughs> but the variations, like I'm a, like, truly most of the death stroke style, which you keep away. Mm-hmm. It's there, and there's combo one style, which is the one I'm playing with the most now. It's the, I like it because it reminds me of shotgun. Ah, okay. And then mm. there's the mix pack style, which with the invisibility and uh, the clubs and yeah, it's like a yeah, with this character alone, yeah. If you want to study and go into a lot of it, mm-hmm. the two or three days I believe enough. In another week, you can probably uh, more up to be nerfed. Uh, I think Dominoes got a couple of you know, maybe a couple of weeks for nerfing it. Because you want to nerf one thing, it turns out they've got another one. Spawn is definitely another one. Okay. All right. Okay, all the females, he's between him and the Joker. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, God, yeah. Scorpion in the Spawn universe, and Squish, you know, vice versa. Uh, they both knew about the, I guess, Nailer realm and Hell, pretty much the same. And it's connected and to DC. Yeah, it's, it's like a continuity. You get yeah. a feel, you get a feel like a guest character more as of continuity than yeah, the side, the storyline. And it's, it's fun already in the comics. He already faced Batman twice. Yeah. Yeah. One or two. Yeah. Yeah, but. One was done by DC and one was done by uh, Image. Yeah. And um, yeah, even if uh, when you do one of the exchange dialogues, um, it was with Raiden. Um, Raiden said that you remind me of someone of uh, Dark Knight or something like that, and he was re- referencing to Batman. Yeah. Or uh, also, there's some, there's some go ahead. Let me so many. Easter eggs, reference, and whatnot. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, I get it. The third one is the uh, Soul Calibur, like, right? <laughs> when it comes out. Yeah, I was in Injustice, and we like, we yeah, Soul Calibur. This little still burns, you know. Yeah. Okay, fun of it. Between the two, I like this one way better. Because I like the X spot only. Mm-hmm. It's like a small variation, and I don't remember stuff like that acting so much at all. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Uh huh. When, when I think of Spot, I think of the cape right there. Right. Yeah, because well, when I think of Spot, I think of the cape and the chains. And I thought of the axe. To be honest with you. Yeah. Everyone kind of put everything in there. Uh, so, I'll be right back. Okay. Oh, no, Chewie had to go somewhere. Alright, Um, but okay, well, here's a question for you, Kai. Um, did they, do you think they did them justice? Yeah, definitely. I mean, there's, there's some aspect I, I didn't like. Oh, okay, like what, anyway. okay, what, what didn't you like? I, I didn't like the fact that his, uh, we call it, his fatality uh-huh. was long and dramatic. Oh. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm thinking spot more like, like, you know how um, Ghost Rider? Yeah. Right. He just looks at yourself and he burns it. 
Uh-huh. Nothing more simple. But even the one they did was like the one where you stick skin off and they skip go around it and then he unravels them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, mm. I never think Spawn was that type of, you know, when it comes to violence, he was never dramatic. He was all the, I'll shoot you and you die. Mm. Moving on. Yeah. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, it's, yeah. He wasn't for theatrics. He already looks cool. Right. I got his magic powers, but he beat my rifle right now. <laughs> <laughs> shoot you. This was cool as fun. He's like, this guy had all his powers, and he doesn't like these like, basic mercenary needs. Mm-hmm. And that's what I thought. He's, like, he's a mercenary. He's a quick kill, leave. Uh-huh. But then he wants to fight you. Gotcha. Because he, he spawned, man. He's, yeah, of course. <laughs> all right. He's so- Oh, of course. Yeah. Okay. Well, here's a question. So since okay, so this is the end of the season pack of um, of uh, MK. Supposedly. Supposedly. Okay. If they were to do another one, which I highly doubt, I which I highly believe that they will do. Um, like who would you want to see? Like who's like your number one person? You like? Okay, I want this person in. Oh yeah, Ash from um, the Evil Dead series, and uh, also Michael Myers. Yeah. But overall, the best one I is bringing just because of fan memes. Uh-huh. Shaggy from Scooby Doo. Oh, <laughs> yeah. That should have been great. Fatality. Oh. All right, you know. He gets the gang over, and Fred's like, all right, now let's see who this person really is. And blah! Rips his head off. Oh, my God, it was really him! <laughs> yeah, that'd be actually pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's even, that's even a better one. Now, for me, I think the one person that I think that they should put in uh, for MK guest, um, it would have to be like the uh, what was the name of the people from the Hellraiser? That one race? Pinheads. Yes. Pinheads. Yeah. Oh, you mean Pinhead? Yeah. You want Pinhead to be a guest? Mm-hmm. Or the Deadites from the Evil Dead, the main, the main Deadite. Mm. Or the tree. Oh, that's uh. the <laughs> Or actually have the family come in with the different variations, you know, support help. supporting neighbors to help him like Lady Aberlin neighbor Aber uh, and then uh, um, his alternate mode is the land of make-believe <laughs> handyman Negri uh, Miss Polificate and all the people Daniel Tiger oh come on <laughs> that'd be a loss there's the creeper yeah 
Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Silver Banshee would actually be a good one. Go against, um... Sidel. Yes. In fact, I think they should assume, um, Metal Realm for that. <laughs> 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 but DC was too late. Never dawned on them. They were both bu- Well, they were, they were yeah, eventually like, wait a minute, is this Silver Banshee? Yeah. All right. Well, we got one more thing to talk about today, and it's about the PS5 and the Xbox, the new Xbox. Um, last week, Sony kind of did their quote-unquote press release, which um, I'm I'm just gonna say it. I'm just gonna call it right now. It sucked. It wasn't really impressive, and I was really disappointed. Too much jargon. <laughs> um, I, okay, I, I agree. Mm-hmm. It was boring and a lot of jargon. Yes. But it felt like it wasn't aimed towards us more as the boring. <laughs> right. It was. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Could to be honest. Okay. To be honest, it would. Um. This was supposed to be what they were going to what they were going to show off at GDC, and it was a it was really tech heavy jargon. Um, I um, I even watched the press conference on IGN, and even the uh, the the supposedly techie person from IGN even says he had no idea what that person was talking about. Like he only knew maybe, huh? They just coined the phrase, right? Is that what it was? The what? Yeah. No, no, no. The the person from IGN, the supposedly tech person, had no idea what they were talking about. About the uh, about the like the chip, what the chip is running on, this and that, everything like that. He had no idea what he was ta- what, what what like what the what the presentation was about. He only knew late like about maybe like two three percent, and I was just like. Um, I had to watch it like two, three times to understand what the whole thing was. And I was like, okay, after the third time, I was like, okay, I understood what he's talking about now, but just too much jargon. I mean, I, I saw it, but I felt like it was explaining stuff they were doing. Mm-hmm. But not everybody has a hint of what they're doing yet. Right. I mean, they were just trying, you know. Say like, I, I, say I was Tesla and I explained to people this car is electric. But I'm the first guy who ever did that. Yeah. And then, I explain the technology is like, this is stuff we came up with, and, you know, it's, it's hard to understand because it's what they came up with. Gotcha. The only way to understand it is to be part of the development crew. Mm-hmm. So I thought their, the you know, like, vernacular and all that jargon they used was theirs. Right. So, it's like, you can't talk about Sony to the public because the public isn't working for Sony. That's true. And also, there was a yeah, big... Yeah, there was a big critique too that um, the people that were sitting that was supposedly sitting down in this in the press conference was actually uh, green screened. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because of the virus, though. No, 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 no. They said this was already pre-made. They said that this was supposed to be at GDC, and the people who were sitting down, yeah, and the people who were sitting down at that press conference was like CG, like was I was green screened or like green screen mixed with CGI. Pretty much. Hmm. Hey, let me call you 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm definitely, I'm definitely calling on shenanigans. You know. Do we have time to go over some of the comparative specs, or? Uh, yeah, sure. If you have, uh, you have the. Uh, well, it's, it's you just. Talk about the, uh, Series X. Yes. Uh, yes. Uh, yes. Yes. It's a little cheat sheet uh, from an image from um, the tweet of IGN that they did four days ago about the specs, but just a um, general cheat sheet: of one, two, three, four, five, six. You know, just seven. Seven of the entire list. Yeah. So, I guess you can consider them the most popular, I guess. Important. Okay, I can dumb it down for you, everybody. No. Okay, well, go ahead. Okay. Well, no, no, here. Okay, what? Uh, okay. Dumb it down. Oh, those are teraflops. Do you see it? Yes. <laughs> but so what? It's like... Uh, do I miss two ounces of steak? Do I have two ounces of me? That's true. <laughs> <laughs> I could use an extra two ounce, but then it's a delicious taste. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, it's like, I can see two ounces. Is it just water? <laughs> <laughs> or fat. Or it's just, it's like two ounces of fat, and in one case, I want that two ounces of fat. Fat down and down, it's really, it's too much to say. Yeah, it is. It looks like it. Want me to get a little bit technical, or that's, no. that's enough? That's pretty much enough, like, you know. But but there is a thing that just says that, you know, so, like the band, well, just a, uh, additional dumbing down. Like, for example, the um, memory bandwidth. Uh, it looks like the uh, Series X has more than the uh, PS5. And uh, obviously, the more important internal storage, it seems that the uh, Series X starts off with more than the uh, PS5. Yes. To be exact, uh, one tetrabyte custom NV, NVMe SSD versus the, uh, that's the Series X, compared to the PS5's custom 825 gig uh, SSD. Oh, they're running on virtual memory. Uh, the, the PS5's luxury is to pay off game. Yeah. But the Series X is constantly high. Yeah. It's always on the end. You know, rock out of my Mm-hmm. <laughs> Right. And I remember I was telling uh, Captain Cat here there was a video I saw uh, from uh, Digital Foundry, and accidentally um, uh, a friend of mine. Uh, I guess we weren't paying attention while YouTube was on autoplay, and it was just coming up, and it looked like they were fiddling with the. Uh, Series X, like, you know, taking out the stuff, um, putting whatever you want, or shaping it, and then putting it back in. But I can see what you're saying where it gets really hot. It looks like it's going to get really hot with all that stuff cluttered together. Or it gave me an extension. It's 
Yeah, pretty much. I just mm. bring my own memory card. I mean, or my own cartridge. I just use that. Put my game in. But the PS5, I know it was like, if anybody could, you know, make the SSD for them, so it's open house. Yeah. It sounds great, but a lot of people had it. And I couldn't figure out why. Like, because as long as you know, it's really people with memory. Yeah. Whoa. PSD <laughs> Vita. Yeah, buy the special type and it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And all they say for expandable storage for the PS5, it just says N NVMe SSD slot. It doesn't say how much compared to the X X uh, Series X's uh, one terabyte. Is that the limit or? What is it? NVMe. Yeah, it doesn't say who's, you know, like 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 Omega Kai said, like in-house. It just says, you know, NVMe SSD slot. I guess if it's NVMe. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they are listed as one terabyte, mm. and as for Sony, it's like, well, we don't know. Yeah. What's Sony's still opening up their system for Yeah. Seagate terabyte SSD, which is almost like they're Right. Like two terabytes. Yeah. They're not doing memory. Yeah, that's true. They've always had bad. Um, history with memory. Yeah, see, uh, expandable uh, storage for the, the Series X. Uh, one tetrabyte expansion card matches internal storage exactly. So you're getting what you're getting. Yeah. Yeah, not Yeah. In that case, why can't you just make it two Yeah. Probably production costs, you know, to keep it, keep it affordable. I mean, unless you're getting a PC. I mean, that's what you're doing if you're getting two tetrabytes or more. You're getting a PC. Yeah. yeah I, was, I was bringing up something that a lot of people were saying. This is like a $4,000 computer. Pretty like, much. Like $500. And I was like, that sounds so much BS to me. Because <laughs> I saw a guy actually building one of these with all the specs. Uh-huh. Actually, it was like something to 6000 so. Because you need a monitor to be explained to <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, I'm, I'm kind of lost for like, when this year, they released like, $4,000 year, and it's like 10% of the price, yeah, which is incredible. Yeah. I'm not a game, but Huh? You can go yeah, pretty much. And if we go by, um, I guess you know, game con gaming tradition, don't you? Normally, they would present their stuff, you know, like everything, like like more detailed, like you know, what exactly the specs mean and stuff, you know, by E three, you know, including here it is, how much it's gonna cost, what's gonna come with, and, and when it's coming out. Yeah. Traditionally, it'll be at E three time, right? Give or take. They did. They 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 did. They emphasized it, but only up to PS4 and PS4 Pro. Oh wow, that sucks. Because they explained like what they did with the PS3, and they would say it was very great, but it was also expensive because you had to get the with the PS3 hardware. They actually had to input PS, you know, all the 
braids and, and stuff of the PS2 that also works with PS1 in there, and that wasn't cost effective for it. What they could have done, they could have just put virtual. They they could they could have just done just uh, VR it, VM it. That's what they did later. Yep. That's true, but and that's why I still have my you know first edition PS3 because it played two and one and it had the hardware to do it. Six hundred dollar one. Yep. Yep. <laughs> I know. All right. Okay then. Well, that's it for this week for uh, for the podcast. Thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, thanks to Omega Kai and Chewy to be on. Yeah, and Chewy's still MIA. Okay, so okay, so without further ado, I am Captain Katz. And we are Katz. And on behalf of Chewy and Omega Kai. Um, quick, no, quick, I mean, just a quick question. Yeah. Who won the war? Who won the pre-handed strike? I mean, who against Sony and Xbox? Nobody answered that yet. Um, as of now, I would say it's a tie. If this was a scrimmage, um, a tie. Because it, they didn't really. They showed, they flex. All I have to say this, they flexed muscle, but they didn't flex too hard. I'm about to say, I'm about to say uh, yeah. Mainly because uh, for me, Sony, Sony, but not let anybody touch, keep the mystique going. Mm-hmm. And. The series actually did the opposite. Like, here it is. You already sent them out to a whole bunch of people with testing them out, playing it, reviewing it. Yeah. So it's like. Not everybody's. Impressed a, by what they have, then the other one is like, I'm impressed with what you can't see yet. Like, mystique versus, you know, at hand possibilities. Right. They're expecting a Lamborghini. And yeah. the other guys already you know, test driving that, you know, that mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Worst case scenario, you know, the Lamborghini be a Fiat. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) All right then. Yeah. Okay. Sorry, guys. Okay, so thank you guys so much for listening. Hope you guys have a great week. Uh, Be careful out there. Wash your hands. Um. Be safe out there, and until then, we'll um, we'll be here with you guys next week. Until then, take care. Have a good one. Yo ho. <laughs> Hello, everybody. This is Captain Cats, and we are Cats. All right, and welcome back to the show. And just to let you know, of the day of recording, we just want to wish everyone out there who has a mother or is a mother themselves Happy Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day. Yeah. So all of us here, we wish you all, well, we wish you mothers a great Happy Mother's Day. And I hope you enjoy the show, and this one's dedicated to all of you. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let's get to this show. All right, so one of the major news that came out this weekend is that Comic-Con will be going, not physically. Uh, it was reported over the weekend that Comic-Con will be coming to the summer via Comic-Con at home. They did, uh, oh, well, hold on, just to be clear, San Diego Comic-Con. Yes. The Con. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so they're going to be holding it. Uh, the same time as what this year's convention was supposed to be, but um, you know, do they have any details? No, 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 no. They're going to t- 
talk about more of it down the road, but supposedly it's coming soon. Uh, so I'm going to take a wild guess. It's going to be scheduled around the same time. It's not supposed to be t- uh, the 23rd to the 26th July. Um, Will no. they include pre No, I doubt that. So um, let's just wait and see more information about it. Better than nothing, I assume. Are so. they going to have, like, excuse me, you know how you on the fan and some stuff that are they going to have at the same time? Or or they taking their own initiative, hey, I'm not going, but look what's up here, no, if it's not blah, blah, blah. Yeah, that's what they do. They did that with, um, um, WonderCon, they had a better to make, uh, what they here. They had a going on in this and everything. Uh, they had a little bit of this, oh, uh, WonderCon 2020, uh, supplies or whatever they're going to sell, store. So you go on this website, click on that setting for WonderCon, they would have what they were going to sell at WonderCon. Hmm. So. I wouldn't be surprised if a lot of um, Marvel, DC, Transformers, Hasbro, Hasbro, Funko, uh, Mattel, because they also do it online. Yeah, um, so a lot of the big, a lot of the big companies, uh, legal suspects that usually show up at Comic Con might do. Um, even maybe the small press areas and stuff like that. Remember, folks support the scenes, support the you know, local comic press, the local indie comics. Um, you got support them. Uh, you may never know they're, they're they're gonna show up and do their own thing online and be like, yeah, yeah, come over here, five comics, ten bucks deal or something like that. Who knows, you know. They'll throw in an autograph thing or something like that at the same time, so. Mm. Yeah, so. Uh, once we get more information about uh, Comic-Con at home, same Comic-Con at home, uh, we'll let you know. And moving from one convention to another convention, uh, it was yesterday, uh, Friday in Japan, that the Tokyo game, that this year's Tokyo Game Show 2020 has been canceled mm. uh, via press statement. And this is what they said. The Tokyo Game Show 2020, or TGS 2020s, uh, scheduled to be held uh, from September 24th, Thursday, Japanese, uh, excuse me, Japanese time, Thursday, so that would be, f- was it Wednesday? No. It's, it, well, it's a okay. 16 hour difference, so it's, you know, Friday to Monday. Okay, so. Or almost Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Well, it's uh, September 24th, Thursday, to September 27th, Sunday. So, they'll be finished on Monday. Okay. So, during that set time, um, it's now planned to take place online, which is usually held at the, excuse me if I butcher this, the Makuri Mesa. Let me see, because I usually help you with this. Yeah. Makuhari. Yeah, okay. Makuhari Mesa. Yeah, it's canceled. It's canceled. Yeah. Uh, TGS will organize uh, an event that's, uh, that's going to be virtual due to the outbreak of the covid the the coronavirus covid-19 on a global scale and the situation remains unpredictable in Japan as well the organizers and the co-organizers will reach the decision after a long consideration to place the utmost uh, to place the utmost priority of the health and safety of the visitors exhibitors and stakeholders we ask you to kindly understand and cooperate they will they will be dropping more information um, in another press release by the end of late May. So what they're going to plan on do is they're going to have they're, they're, they canceled it the physical event the actual physical event is going to be canceled but they're already in the works of planning to, to have um, Tokyo Game Show 2020 uh, up and running but from an online point of view. So mm-hmm. basically what a lot of other com- gaming conventions and stuff like that and also what Comic Con is doing they're going to do it live. Um, I like this route, and I hope, I honestly hope, that they can actually have this open up to the public to see. Because well, technically they already did, but due to no, private... No, no. Well, I'm not saying. 
due to their laws on privacy. Mm-hmm. Um, a good example, like you know, uh, I have the, the Japanese app Nico Nico. When they premiere, you know, Comic Head or Tokyo Game Show, you know, you are allowed certain access. Um, you don't have like you know the full thing, or or there are certain places, you know, physical and media wise, you can't get in. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see if you're able to finally go in there and not just see the panels going on and stuff like that, mm-hmm. but you know, have someone like it, hey, um, or maybe some of the vendors be like, hey, but live. Yeah. And when live, I'm talking about uh, okay. As of now, recording it's as of now it's about nine, oh, let's call it nine fifteen as okay. of today's recording p.m. So we're talking about nine p.m. No, nine a.m. Ten, eleven, twelve. It's one. It's one p.m. Uh, uh, Monday, uh, right now. Right. So yeah. So the time difference is going to be a huge thing on a global scale for this. So if you remember the World Cup that took took place in Japan. You got a plan oh, like Korea. you got a plan like that. We're talking about you know eight, nine, ten o'clock, and just keep going until maybe three, four in the morning, morning. Yeah. just to see the goodie stuff live. Oh man, I remember that. Hey, those were great games, but of course the timing's like, Ugh. but it was worth it. Yeah, it was worth it. It was worth it. Almost, fa- almost failed the grade, <laughs> but it was worth it. Yeah, yeah. So prepare prepare yourselves to uh, lose a lot of sleep. But remember, if you want to do it live, but if you want to do it live, it, it is worth it. You're just gonna to have to sacrifice sleep. Yeah. So, uh, once we get any more information and stuff like that for the Tokyo Game Show, what they're gonna plan on doing uh, later at the end of this month, we will bring it to you as well. So, to other gaming news, um, NetherRealm has released a DLC pack for Mortal Kombat 11. And it looks great. It's going to be released the 26th of this month of May. And it's called Mortal Kombat 11 Aftermath. And it's going to continue. It's going to have a brand new story, new characters, a crazy, a very interesting, addition. crazy addition of a special guest. Oh, yeah. So, oh, yeah. Okay. So the game's, so this is going to be coming out on May 26th for the PS4, Xbox One, Switch, and Stadia. Okay. Um, so this marks the two, this is uh, this marks the game of, year two of content for this game and and it's great because Mortal Kombat since uh, since the reboot with 9, 10 and now they've always had great DLC they always had great content they always put in a lot of great stuff so you cannot go wrong and possible great cheapos that they had to nerf later yeah Jason woo that was a great one yeah you killed him nah he comes back for a while longer <laughs> It was awesome. Okay. And also the main story for this one, for this DLC, is basically uh, Shang Sun. It's going to involve Shang Sun. We, we actually get, like, really cool characters coming on. Uh, yeah, we have the Wind God Fujin that's coming back. Uh, Shiva is coming back, uh, which is pretty awesome. It looks like we might have Sindel come back as well alive so who knows but also uh the big topic is robocop <laughs> they they brought back robocop they no, not, they're not brought back robocop well maybe well i'm gonna take a while guys could be striker but um <laughs> could be wrong but yeah they brought robocop and um 
correct me if I'm wrong, the original actor who voiced him. Peter Weller. Yes. He's on board. Uh, that's what I think they're saying. I think it's official. I mean, we have to double check. Cause... Right. Yeah. Not only that, but they also brought in new stages. Uh, most famously, the stage two... Um, the stage two... No, the, the Mortal Kombat 2. Yeah. Mortal Kombat 2 uh, bridge with the slime. If you knock them up and then they fall into the slime and the acid and they just like... Ah! <laughs> yeah. So they brought that back. And um, also friendships from Ultimate from MK3, uh, Ultimate MK3, um, awesome. But there's there's already some videos out there about the friendships and stuff like that. I really wish they would have brought back Ultimate MK3s and be like, you know, like a friendship, friendship, <laughs> you know, like that. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm okay. That's me nitpicking, but I don't care. It, it, it's still good. You can't go wrong with another round. Mortal Kombat is doing really good at this. So. Um, and uh, oh, and here's a good thing. If you already have the game, I um the new stages, the French, the new stages, the friendships, and all that for every character, and and all that will be free updates. You won't be, you won't have to pay for it. You won't have to do anything like that. Um, so that, so that's going to be really, 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 really good. So, uh, anybody, if anybody wants to know, if you want to buy this, this could be this. You could buy. There, there, there are certain uh, prices for it. So, um, if you buy the aftermath collection, it's going to cost you with all the DLCs, all the DLC characters from season pack one, all the current DLCs, and every other DLC that's going. I think I think the come out in the future uh, skins and everything like that. Um. That's going to cost around 60 bucks. Okay. If you already have the game uh, and the original combat pack, you can upgrade it, but for 40 bucks. But if you say like, uh, okay, I didn't buy the, I didn't buy the um, combat pack, one, but I have the original game, you know, 11. Mm-hmm. Just getting aftermath and the combo pa- and the combat pack, that's gonna be fifty bucks. Mm. So there's a pretty much price range and everything. So if you haven't bought MK11, now's a perfect time to get this. It's really great game, one of the best games that came out last year, and it's still one of the best games of this year so far. Fighting games this year so far. Mm. Um, so that is uh, that is worth getting. Uh, uh, um, do they have any footage of how Robocop fights and stuff like that? Not yet, but they're gonna. I knowing because I guarantee you, he he could be pre- a pretty cheap bastard. Well, we just gotta wait and see. Um, I know Netherrealm they're gonna be doing um, on their YouTube channel. They, they usually whenever they introduce a new character and stuff like that, they always do like a, a focus, a spotlight, and just talk about their variants, what they could do, what they can't do, their move sets, and everything like that. And so. And it's like a and it's a patch note as well. So, okay. Hold on, before we go, move mm-hmm. on. I I could probably imagine one more in, uh, fatality. Mm. Um, Robocop gives his gun to somebody, you know, to his enemy, and uh, Ed Two Hundred Nine shows up, just like in the first movie. <laughs> you got fifteen seconds to drop your weapon and comply with the municipal code. Okay, I do it. You got ten seconds. Uh, uh, three, two, uh. one. <laughs> And then have someone come out in, in black com- black uh, comedy. 
Um, somebody get an ambulance. <laughs> dark, dark comedy. I'm sorry. Dark comedy. Oh, man. Okay. Yeah. So, sticking into the realm of uh, video games. Um, earlier this week, earlier last week as well, uh, Xbox came out with a, with a uh, Nintendo Direct style uh, video to showcase. And it already has a name, and they're going to be doing this for the rest of the year, and it's going to be called Xbox 2020. They're going to be, uh, this is going to be a monthly showcase of Xbox Series X games, game passes, and more information. So basically, it's like their version of the Nintendo Direct. Here's the thing. When they showed this for the first time, a lot of the games that they showed, I wasn't really impressed. I wasn't really like, okay, I need to get it. I want it. It was just like, I was like, okay, it looks good. The game looks fine, but... Oh, I like, thought this. Like, was, I, was, I was like, okay, it's like they were trying to show off the power of the of the new Xbox that's going to come out, right? Mm-hmm. Next gen graphics and this and that they were boasting about. It just looks like something I can get on my my PS4, or I can get on a piece, or my current PC, or I can get on a on an Xbox or a Switch. Yeah, I mean, it didn't really. I mean, in some games they possibly showed gameplay, but you gotta remember, there's that fine print that they had, and uh, I couldn't read it in time. So yeah, but 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 the, but the issue is, well, to me the issue is, yes, the graphics are pretty impressive, but um, the content is itself is just um, a little bit generic. Like I wanted to see some more action. Yeah, like if it was an actual guaranteed demo, for example, instead of just like you know, here's gameplay footage, and but it's not like the definitive product. Yeah, like the only one that actually had definitive was the new Assassin's Creed Valhalla, and um, I was like, eh, okay, nah. And then I saw the Yakuza, the new Yakuza game, and I was like, okay, I love the Yakuza series. I I love it. It's a great series. Um, but then when I saw it, I was just like, you know, eh. You know, just eh. Yeah. So I kind of felt really disappointed about that. So uh, I don't know about you guys, but yeah, I was kind of pretty disappointed about this. Yeah, um, dude, Microsoft, guys, step up your game. Come on, what the hell? Well, I think the more I think they're probably attacking it more like you know, I mean, we showed you what our box looks, our console looks like. You know, we showed you what we can do. You know, for now, I think everybody's just wait, totally waiting on you know. The definitive product when it's like you know done and ready to sell or whatever mm-hmm. when what's precisely in it you know for, for, for purposes. Mm-hmm. and finally the big, big one of all how much right if i can play if i can make a frankenstein out of my series x how much will it cost me to get you know you know original intact right. okay we don't know that yet yeah okay so moving right along um from gaming to comics, um, a big news that showed, that came out of nowhere was that Marvel Comics is shutting down their digital comic store. So, effectively, on uh, effectively as of June second of next month, uh, the Marvel the Marvel Digital Comic Store will be shutting down, and all digital comics will be available purchase in two ways. One, you can purchase them directly from the Marvel Comics app. 
from your um, iOS and Android devices. Or or if you buy digital comics and read digital comics through PC or Mac or laptop or anything like that or any any type of form of that, you can still get them, you can still purchase them through Comixology. Um, Comicology? Comixology. Oh, Comixology. Not yes. to be confused with Comicology with the X, with the Q, with the T. No, no. So, um, this is an interesting move from them because with everything's going on and how a lot of people are saying that for the past couple of years that the comic industry is, is like at the point of no return, that they're going to go out of the way like the dinosaur, it's going to be extinct. And oh, the, physical, old, the physical, the copies. physical copy. No, the, the physical, no, not just physical. The whole industry as a whole. The, the a lot of a lot of people have been saying this for the past couple of years. So, Marvel deciding to say, "Ah, you know what? Screw digital. We're gonna stick with physical. And if people still want to buy digital, okay, they have to either go through us from the from a digital point of view on the palm of your hand with your phone, or you can go to Comicsology." That's it. But everything else, and like if you want to get a comic, you want to get a Marvel comic that's not digital, you got to go buy it in print. Hmm. So, their, so their strategy uh, uh, is, uh, I'm assuming that what they want to do is try to bring back the original industry, you know, physical copies and stuff like that. But yeah. for them. No, not just for them, but it's... I think they're trying to set a precedent, kind of like what Universal did. Oh, with the the controversy between the success of Trolls and you know versus AMC, we won't go further than that. Mm-hmm. So I think they're just saying, okay, we're going all in on on the physical on physical copies. Who's with us? Apparently, people probably our age and older are going to say, yeah. No, 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 no. Not the consumer. Oh, oh you mean like... The industry. Oh, that's going to be hard. So, Mar- so, so basically, right now, Marvel's just saying, okay, boom, here's our line, here's our stance. We're sticking with physical. Who's with us? Who's with our... Who, who wants to join our campaign? Well, concerning what's going on right now, it'll, it'll probably look like maybe very few would say, yeah, I'm with you. I mean, you know, you, you know, bringing up COVID, you know, with the small businesses and stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, what if uh, certain small comic, in, certain small comic uh, studios and stuff like that, who are under the Marvel banner or whatever, uh, they can't cut it because you know the lockdown situation and stuff like that going on. Yeah, which would mean, which would mean either they close, shut down. Or they're saying, I'm sorry, Marvel, but we can't do the physical part because that's going to cost even more. We're going to have to go with digital. Yeah. So that's going to be very hard. Mm-hmm. So if they're like the mid-card businesses to the high, you know, like the big boys, they could probably do it. But right. are they going to do it? I mean, in the long run. Well, uh, we don't know. And it looks, and it's inclining towards no. Like no one's going to join them because you know yeah because because one here's the big question how long is this going to linger COVID-19 the coronavirus I mean see uh, and are people are willing to take a risk of getting infected just to go to their local comic book store and support it 
I mean, the Spanish flu 100 years ago lasted about four years before things started to stabilize. I'm not saying it's dead. It's stabilized. Right. So we're not even year one yet. And, you know, we got to see where this goes. Right. So for the, for the, so to model it based on, you know, the past century, um, we'll have to deal with this for the first four years. And then we got to see what happens right after. Yeah. Do we still have to continue or, or are we going to finally stay with it? We don't know. Mm-hmm. But we have a four-year window, so we got to see what's up. Yeah. All right. Well, continuing on the comic book train of news, uh, two news that came out from DC Comics. First is that they are opening up to all fans a new reward program. That feature that that's going to feature high value collectibles and exclusive items. So the new program is going to be called DC Universe Rewards, and what this is going to be running through May seventh to the fall. The program is designed to reward fans for doing what they what they already what they already love, diving deep into their fandom, giving all fans, not just uh, service subscribers, the opportunity. To participate on selected options and select options the dc universe reward program features can't miss items and exclusive releases all at no cost so and this is from their press release for this so the only so this is how you have supposed to do it um fans can earn tokens and level up quote unquote simply by doing what they already love whether it's subscribing, whether it's the subscribers finishing a digital uh, DC digital comic, watching an entire DC movie or TV show, or even non-subscribers or subscribers alike interacting with other fans on the DC Universe community board, there are various opportunities for fans to accumulate tokens so they can redeem for such rewards. All participants need to do is to register to uh, for free on the DC Universe, on DC Universe, and select their customized avatar. Then they can start earning tokens, redeeming for rewards. And here are some of the rewards that they have, which are actually some are pretty good, some are pretty, some are pretty good, some are like, yeah, they could do better. Mm. Okay, so some of the rewards is like a DC Universe 30-day premium subscription on the house, mm. you know, a DCU exclusive Harley Quinn Super Villains pin set, a DC Universe. Ex- Hold on, is there a picture of it? No. Well, press releases. Come on. Nah. Okay. Uh, DC Universe exclusive Harley Quinn show statue, which that sounds pretty cool. Okay. Uh, DC Artist Alley's Batgirl White and Gold by Sho Mazzara, uh, designer vinyl. A digital movie redemption via Movies Anywhere. Uh, basically, like a free code for, to get to watch a movie. Mm. Okay. Uh, DC Universe exclusive limited edition Titans poster. Uh, Doom Patrol poster, Alex Luther Mastermind T-shirt, Darkseid Invaders T-shirt, the Cheetah Beast T-shirt, an exclusive Batcave wallpaper, and the Fortress of Solitude wallpaper, and also coupons to uh, five, ten, and twenty-five percent off purchases from Shop DC. So, all in all, what does that sound like to you? Like, would you want to do it? Well. They're doing that tactic of, you know, we'll give you some goodies, but we're not going to tell you exactly. Like the pin set, we don't know what they look like. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. Um, the statuette, uh-huh. the statue, how big is it? Yeah. Um, the, um, 
What was it that invariant by Sho Murase? Oh, the bagger, her bagger. Uh, how big is it? Oh, it's it's like the ones that I have. It's like a foot tall. Hmm. So and yes, I, I you're have talking about standard paper, eleven by eight and a half inch. Yeah. Because I because like I like I have the ones upstairs. I have the it's like this. Like I have her Harley Quinn, I have her Catwoman, and I have her Poison Ivy ones. You know, which they are beautiful, beautiful. Worth the hundred dollars that I spent on all three of them. Worth it. Um, um, they're one hundred percent beautiful. Uh, check them out online, and then also check out the uh, her Batgirl. Beautiful. Um, I'm not particularly a fan of the white and gold. I've seen the white and gold ones before. Um, on the all oh, with the other ones with the Poison Ivy, Catwoman, and uh, Harley Quinn, they look all right. It looks great, but to me, it's, it's not my my cup of tea. In terms of color, in terms of color palette and all that, but the statue still looks beautiful. The um yeah the very the, the vinyl looks very looks very beautiful, still regardless. But that's my that's not my cup of tea. The color palette, so. Well, I, I guess it's, it, it's kind of like in the middle, mm-hmm. you know, like you know, I don't know what they look like. What if they're not good? But I mean, you're gonna get all this stuff, you know, with this membership thing. It's like, mm-hmm. mm, you know. Yeah. Oh, and here's the thing. At the end of this, plus DC Universe exclusive rewards tied to the upcoming debut of Stargirl and the biggest news drop. Season 2 of Doom Patrol and much more coming soon. You've heard that. Officially a season two of Doom Patrol. That's going to be interesting to watch because if you haven't watched the first season of Doom Patrol, my God, go watch it. It was the best thing that came out when it came out. Yeah, I liked it. And it was way better than Titans. I don't care what anybody said. Doom Patrol was the show for for DCU. It was the show. And like Harley Quinn is right now, is like a second, but close, right behind a close second. You know, if you haven't watched Doom Patrol, watch Doom Patrol. You will not regret it. Mm-hmm. It is that good of a show. So, sticking with DC, they also uh, came out with an announcement that the Joker they're gonna do a hundred page. A hundred-page uh, issue of the Joker's 80th anniversary. So this is for any fan of the Joker or Batman and everything like that. On June 9th, that's the release date of it, and it's going to be interesting because they're going to have a lot of great names of writers and artists who are going to be working on this, and also they're going to be introducing. They're going to go more in depth. Into the Clown Prince of Crime, the Harley Quinn of Hate, more different stories, very unique stories. And here's a, here's a few of them that's going to come out. Um, what come What comes at the end of a joke, which is basically going to be written by um, James Tynan IV, and also art with uh, by Michael Jane and Jordi Borardi. 
And it's going to be based around the origin stories of Joker's new main squeeze, Punchline. Which I 100% phenomenally love her. She is great. She just straight out came out of nowhere. Then you're gonna. Then there's another story called Birthday Bugs. Really great. It, so, it sounds really great. It's it's done by uh, Tom Taylor and Eduardo Rusi, and it's basically the Joker being an actual clown at a kid's birthday party. Enough said. And then there's another story that they have. It's called Kill the Batman. Um, it's written by Gary Witte, Gary Witta. George Miller and comic artist Dan Mora. So that looks pretty good too. And then you're going to have other people that's going to be on here. Um, Scott Snyder, Jock, uh, Danny O'Neill, Jose Luis Garcia Lopez, Paul Dini, Brian Azarel, Lee, Lee, Mer Lee Mergio, Tony, D Tony S. Daniels. Um, there's going to be like at least like seven to eight different varying covers and each cover artist is going to be really interesting to get. You have Kelly Jones, Ivan Ursi, Fiona Staple, John Moreno Jr. John Moreno Jr. John Moreno Jr. Yeah, another. So, yeah. So, uh, the, the comment's going to come on on Tuesday, June 9th, 2020. It's going to cost $10. So, I'm definitely going to pick this one up for myself. Well, the question is, are you going to pick up all the variant issues? I'm going to have to see first which one I like. Because they're, because the, you can see this is going to be... The one that they have right now is the default uh, cover. Which doesn't look bad. You just see the Joker having a crowbar behind his back. Covered in blood. Wink, wink. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> if you don't get that reference... Oh, boy. <laughs> so, yeah. So, it looks pretty cool. So I have to wait and see how the other cover um, cover variants look like, and get and you know, like I said, it's, it's going to be interesting to pick up. All right, so moving on from comics, we're going to be going to anime, and there's two big news that came out of anime. Um, they're from two long-running series, one from television and the other one from manga. So first off, um, from from anime from uh, TV series wise. Japan's number one TV uh, TV anime series and the world's longest animated show, um, Asesan, has been delayed or delaying all voice recordings. Um, oh, it's Sazae. Sa yeah, Sazae-san. Um, from um, May nineteenth until further notice because of the spread of the coronavirus in Japan. This show has been around since 1969, and before this, the only other time that they had to stop production was 45 years ago in 1975 due to uh, production costs, rise of production costs. So, and after 1975, it's been on a 45-year run non-stop and has always been number one on television in Japan. In terms of animation and animation, and the show that comes second behind it is as um, none other than um, what's that one show? I'm trying to remember. Oh, yeah, Detective Conan. Oh. Keep forgetting about Detective Conan. 
And third place is uh, D.B. Moriachan. So. Yeah. It's going to so, be very disheartening for uh, fans. Not just not not just fans in Japan. Like this is like the number one show in Japan. For anime, uh, for anime. And now they're gonna show reruns. Yeah, they. They're, they're gonna... not used to reruns. That's true. Well, oh, let me take that back. They're not used to reruns until the show. You know, as far as the TV is concerned, they're done, and they would like to see it again as a whole. Like Gundam. Yeah, the original one. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, it's 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 really crazy. Yeah, because even the comic, the the type of comic that it, the type of manga that it was, it was a um, comic strip manga. So it was like a four panel comic strip manga, and that was around since uh, right after World War Two, up into the seventies. And it has forty five volumes and over ten thousand comic strips within those forty five volumes. Hmm. So, and also another series that's been affected by the coronavirus, from from the manga point of view, is considered to be one of the oldest one of the oldest mangas that is still being in public that's still be that's still in publication to this day and still being printed is Gogo thirteen. <laughs> um Big Comics announced that for the first time in its fifty two year run. Yes, you heard that. Fifty two years since it since the series was first introduced to the world Back in 1968, this is the first time the comic is taking a hiatus. Like I even seen the documentary of um, Takawa Saito, the man who created Gogo Thirteen. He always turns in his work on time for 52 years. Never missed a schedule date. Never missed a print date. Even when he was doing the the original series run for Big Comics. And then he did the collection series. Which was side stories or other stories. For um, Big Comics other publications. Printed publications. still Still made those on time. For 52 years. So, hearing this, that it's going hiatus for the first time in 52 years, I gotta applaud the man. Because, 50, you're doing this for 52 years. Straight. And first, and, okay, the reason why it's take, it's, he's taking the, the hiatus is for the coronavirus. But, uh, here is the announcement. As in, um... Let me see. It said here, okay. The the announcement explains that it was it has been difficult for Saito Publications, ten employees, to do their work under the current state of the emergency in Japan now due to the new coronavirus disease pandemic, as the employees are absolutely essential to the work on the manga. Both Saito Productions and Big Comics chose to prior to prioritize their safety. They're doing the right thing. Yes. So, as of now, they just finished a special pandemic collection book. uh, Three chapters centering about bioterrorism. 
that they just finished releasing. Mm. And then they're going on hiatus. I'm assuming uh, they're going to do some stories on, like, you know, this organization group by this, you know, had a hijacked by a one millionaire who wants to change the world with a virus or something, and Goldworth has to take him out. Yeah. It could be. Yeah. Who knows? But, um, yeah, that's just crazy. Just 52 years straight. Never missed a beat. Man. I hope, I hope for his health's sake, normally, like, you know, when people... Like retire and they stop doing the work that they do for a long time. Mm. Uh, Health wise, they start to deteriorate. So I'm kind of worried about the creator. You know, like if he's it, like mm. remember you said he was gonna finish. Mm-hmm. Well, hopefully he'll do something to fill that gap. Yeah. You know, and especially with this hiatus and. Okay. Yeah. So we'll just gotta wait and see. Okay, and two more quick little newses before we go. Um, Renegade Game Studios announced that they're going to do an RPG based on the Altered Carbon series. Um, many of you don't know, Altered Carbon is a, is a Netflix series. It's based off of a book series of the same name. And it's a cyberpunk-ish uh, book series and television series. Which, it looks very good. The book, the, the RPG book looks very good and looks very interesting. Um, the standard edition is going to be going around 50 bucks. It's going on pre-order. It's going to be released this, uh, later this year. If you want to get the limited edition, deluxe edition, which looks very beautiful, um, it's going to cost you $90. And then the the role-playing GM screen is going to cost you 20 bucks. So if you guys are a fan of the series or the book series or the Netflix series and you want to dive into this world more, um, look into it. It looks pretty cool. And last news we're going to have is about the Mandalorian. They're bringing back Boba Fett. Hmm. The actor who played Jango Fett is going to play Boba Fett. So, I mean, in terms of the uh, Star Trek universe, Return of the Jedi, that was the Star last Wars. Thing. Huh? You said Star Trek, Star Wars. Oh, forgive me. Yes, yes, Star Wars. Wrong Return, Star Wars, Return of the Jedi. You know, Boba Fett fell into that. Oh, what was that creature's name? Just call it Sandworm. Oh, the, it's just the sandworm. Okay, well, we'll call it by your, your variable. The sandworm. You know, he fell down there, you know, and uh, that was the last we saw of him. Yep. So, the question is how... To, well, if this is canon, I don't know. They should talk to George Lucas about this. How did he survive? Yeah. Well, apparently they're in productions right now of doing it. And also, they're in reports of doing a season three. Oh, well... Uh, so supposedly season three is in development. See, the second season already has uh, episodes that be, that have been directed by Robert Rodriguez and Peyton Reed. Uh, Peyton Reed is the director of Bring It On and Ant Man. So, all right, so there you go. That's it for this week. I hope you guys have a wonderful time. Had a wonderful week. Please stay safe out there. Wash your hands. Be careful. Have a happy Mother's Day and also happy 40th anniversary to Friday the 13th, which was. Which came out yesterday, forty years ago. So, hmm, excess of the eighties. Yes. <laughs> All right. So until then, I am Captain Cats, and I am We Are Cats. All right. I hope you guys have a great time. Have a wonderful week. Stay safe out there. Be kind to one another, and be safe. Until then, take care. Bye bye. Be safe. Hello, everybody. This is Captain Katz, and welcome to another episode of Red Shoe Shoots, where we talk about wrestling every time, all the time. And here with me, of course, is We Are Cats. Yo ho, everybody. All right. So. It's over. It's done. Fat lady saying, "Money in the bank is over." Yeah. So, 
we're just going to be talking about money in the bank but first before money in the bank we want to wish to all those um all our mothers out there uh happy mother's day of recording today's mother's day so happy mother's day you know you truly you know uh to all those mothers out there you truly are you know women's champions yep all right uh before we move on to money in the bank a quick little news report uh coming out from new japan they're all new japan has been saying that they're going to be doing this and it looks like they are going to be doing this they're going to uh start doing empty arena shows apparently they've been waiting patiently so far like the rest of us uh, especially too with the epidemic that's going so far with the coronavirus in japan and it looks like they they need to do shows you know they have to find a way to well let's just face it like the g1 you can't do the g1 G1 is like a month-long tournament, and I don't know if they can do it in a short amount of time. Uh, the Super Junior Cup, the J Cup, you know. Even if they were able to do it in that short amount of time, they're risking... Um, I wanna, the, I wanna, they're, they're kind of risking the health in terms of endurance. Like, they need the endurance to, like, you know, when they go outside and what if they get sick, you know. If they're going to be bashing people left and right and stuff like that for a month-long... Um, it could damage their ability to recuperate strength if yeah. they get infected. Yeah, well, not just that, but also, too, um, say if said wrestler, say, okay, let's say, for example, say if I was a New Japan wrestler, right? Let's just say this entire time since there hasn't been any wrestling, I haven't worked out, I haven't been eating right, I got a little chubby, mm. you know, and I'll just say it, I was a lazy ass. I didn't stick to my regiment. I played it soft. I played it smooth. More. And then and then they say, okay, all right, well, we're going to do like a little mini welcome back tournament and everything. We want you to be in it. You know, they'll just tell me, all right, come on, let's go. I'll be like, okay, all right, boss, I'll go. I go. I get my ass handed to me. I couldn't even last a couple of minutes. Why? Because I was a, la- well, cause I was a lazy ass. Mm, so that will also be an issue too. What happens if some of the wrestlers... Or, or in fact, all of them didn't keep to their workout regimen. Well, it's going to be hard. Well, you know, because they, you know, what if they don't have access to their gym? What if they don't have, uh, you know, certain equipment required for them to uh, properly bulk up or properly maintain their uh, physical uh, stamina and stuff like that? You know, you know, I mean, they're they're at home. What are they going to do? Yeah, that that's that's one that's one big issue, you know. So, um, once we get more information about what, if New Japan is going to be doing these, these, these empty arena shows and how they're going to be doing it, we'll let you know from here. So, without further ado, Money in the Bank. This year's Money in the Bank was interesting. Yes, um, we already knew that weeks ahead that the main events were going to be tape delayed, and which they were. And it looked like that. The first two thirds of the show was live, and you know what? It was all right. It was okay. And what about the second two thirds of the show? That that, that makes no sense. There's four thirds then. Nah, well, whatever. <laughs> well, technically, it could. No, no, yeah, no. That's wrong. Yeah. Okay. Well, whatever. But well, I get what you're saying. Yeah, well, yeah, I yeah. Okay. So, uh, read it off, cats. Oh, uh, well, it took place today. Uh, the um, Stamford, Connecticut. Um, and Orlando, Florida um, venues 
So they they did it at the Performance Center, and the main event, which is why I said Stamford, Connecticut, was held at the Global Headquarters in Stamford, Connecticut. Yeah. So, um, it was kind of interesting. It was interesting how they did the majority of it at the Performance Center, and then the last two at the at, at the Titan Tower. Uh, but still, it's pretty good. It's, it's still pretty good. Can't go wrong with it. All right, so let's get going. Well, starting uh, with the pre-show, uh, it was the singles match between Jeff Hardy and Cesaro. Mm-hmm. And, well, Jeff Hardy uh, came out triumphant. It was good. It was all right. Even though it was a pre-show match, it was it was still pretty good. Um, Jeff Hardy did his spots. Normally, it was good. Cesaro was really great. Putting in some offense, putting in some defense, selling a little bit here and there. Um, it's not bad. It, it wasn't that bad. It was good. I think this is a great way for to slowly and smoothly and slowly, the best way to say it, to get Jeff back into the motion. And to get, to make him, like, you know, creep his way up up the ladder and maybe get a title shot. Doesn't matter if it's a U.S. continent, the, the the U.S. the intercontinental. Well, they need an anchor. They have one. Forgive me for going out here. They have one half of the Hardy brothers. The other one, Matt Hardy, AEW. They need something to equalize. Yeah, maybe they'll just give him one singles run, one like you know, one last raw or something like that. You know. So. Now the pay per view proper begins uh, with the Fatal Four Way Tag Team Match. For the SmackDown Tag Team Championship. And uh, the teams are Lucha House Party, Grand Metallic, Metallic and uh, Lince Dorado. Um, John Morrison and The Miz, whatever their team was, uh, called uh, The Forgotten Sons, Steve Cutler and Wesley Blake. And The New Day of Big E and Kofi Kingston, who are the, retain- who are the champs. Yeah. And uh, out of uh, a 12 minutes flat... Uh, the New Day uh, retained their championship. Um, kind of disappointed. Why? Was it predictable? Oh, forgive me for saying that because it was, I couldn't see all of it. And um, well, one thing, uh, mm-hmm. um, you know, I had some personal uh, 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 stuff to attend to at the time. And, you know. Right. Yeah. But numbers. what? That's why. I, yeah, it was, it was kind of predictable. Like, you saw the spots and everything. Like, the Forgotten Sons looked really good. Um, Lucha House Party had its moment to shine. They did. They, 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 you know, they had their moment in the sun. Uh, John, same thing with John Morrison and The Miz. Uh, but the New Day winning, I was like, eh. I guess WWE was, wasn't ready to pull the trigger mm. on this one. I would have, I would have given it to the Forgotten Sons and just like, alright, let's see where they can, let's see what they can take this. Alright, because, like, let's face it, their tag team division, in general, still lacks. Uh-huh, yeah. Okay, because all you, okay, you got these right here on SmackDown. I don't even know what's going on in Raw. They, they don't show off the tag team division as much, let alone the Cruiserweight division. And... I think that's what's killing them going against AEW. So, 
I hate to say it, but it's true. AEW has the far superior um, tag team division. Even though it's not that much, but yeah. still better. Well, they have some people who are ri- rising up, shining. You got well-established, you know, like uh, Lucha Brothers, uh, uh, the Young Bucks and stuff. And then you SCU, got people you yeah, know. Then you got, you know, Private Party. You that know. just showed up out of nowhere and just, you know. And Jurassic Express as well, you know. Yeah. And then you also have two, like... Um, well, believe it or not, the Dark Order. I mean, yeah. They're maintaining. Yeah. Their gimm- never gimmick sucked at first, but they, people Get- grew to love them. Yeah. And then they got interesting. It, yeah, it did. So, I, I was, if I was Vince, I would have pulled the trigger on this and just gave it to the Forgotten Sons and just like, all right, let's see what they can do with it. They need to promote instability, not predictability. Yeah. So, all right, well, moving right along. Um, I told you about this match. <laughs> yeah. And I was assuming it would have been the first, or uh, the first match, I guess, but turned out to be, in this case, the second part of the... Uh, of the night, and I did tell you that it was a squash match, and it was, and I would, well, figuratively, I would smack you upside the head if he lost, and he lost. Mm-hmm. Who am I referring to? At first, it was supposed to be uh, R Truth mm-hmm. versus MVP. Yeah, you know they were going to argue or whatever, and then uh, Bobby Lashley came out. Yeah, and it turned into Bobby Lashley versus R Truth. Hilariously, because <laughs> I loved it when Arthur was like, "Can't you see what's going on over here?" And he smacked Bobby Lashley, uh, apparently by accident, and that turned into a match. And he was like, "Oh, I'm sorry, man. I didn't mean to hit you. Like, I didn't mean to hit you. I was trying to explain to you that the world is greater than this." <laughs> oh man, uh, you know what? Even though Arthur's uh, lost, it, it was beautiful. It was, it was still funny, and especially too when he cut a promo afterwards. He looked sad. He looked depressed. He was like, you know, I'm lonely. I'm, I'm not. I, I, I'm, I'm just gonna summarize what he said because it was a pretty funny promo. If you have a chance, to watch it. He's just like he just says, you know what? I'm lonely. It hasn't been the same since I had my little buddy. So I was thinking, hmm, could it be Carmella he's talking about? And then all of a sudden, he just like, yeah, I miss my buddy. Had a picture photo, right? Turns it around, and it was him holding the 24-7 belt. <laughs> and I was just, like, rolling. I was like, ah, okay. And then he just looked at the camera, and he says, All right, I know who took my 24-7, 48-hours, 7-Eleven, European, intercontinental, I, uh, state 90, I-95, um, <laughs> chip belt, and I want my baby back. I know you took it, Tom Brady. <laughs> I'm gonna get you. <laughs> and he just bounced. And then the person who was uh, interviewing, I was like, "Tom Brady, it, it was Ron Gronkowski." <laughs> Gronkowski. Yeah. And so everyone was like, "Wait, what, Tom Brady?" <laughs> so, so you know what? Even our truth lost. It's hilarious. It was funny. It got it got me chuckling, so I'm all right with that. Yeah, even though it was a one minute forty seconds. Yeah, so I thought that was funny. I thought that was good. He should have won though. Nah, if he won, we wouldn't have that promo. Yeah, but still, <laughs> he would have made it better. Yeah, still, it was good though. Ah, something fell down. Uh, 
And I think I know what it is. Uh, okay, I got it. All right, well, continue on. It should still work. Oh, yeah, it works. It's alive, it's alive. Mm -hmm. um, uh, in case you were, everyone here was wondering, that was just a mouse. Wireless mouse. Squeak, squeak. All right, going back from squeakers, we come to the singles match for the SmackDown Women's Championship mm -hmm. uh, between challenger Tamina and champ Bailey with Sasha Banks. Nobody meaner than Tamina. And Bailey retains. Yeah. Okay. So this one was okay. I actually honestly believe Tamina was going to win because she actually put in some offense. Some really good offense. Mm. And I was kind of rooting for her. I kind of actually wanted her. I was like, wow, she's actually really good when she's not with, with, with Nia Jax. I was like, all right. This is good. I actually want her to win. You know, she didn't win, of course, but she actually showed off that, yeah, she can wrestle. She can actually wrestle. She can actually do good on her own. You know? Instead well, of being, like, this, like you know, this, the background character, the secondary person, you know? Um, well, hopefully we'll get to see more of her, you know, like, to have her go for a title run, you know? Yeah, or, you know, try to build her up more, give her a push. I would like to see Tamina get a push if she could wrestle, if she can continue to wrestle like that. Uh, excuse me, folks. But yeah, but other than that, um, yeah, this was this is surprisingly good. I think this out of all the matches, I think this is the one that surprised me the most because you can see what. Oh, excuse me. Um, I saw what Tamina can do. She can actually, she, if she, if they actually gave her time, gave her the proper time, give her the proper push, and a proper build, and maybe a couple of feuds under her belt, mm -hmm. she can actually be a title contender. She can actually be a contender. And I, you know, um, and I saw that in this match. You know, can she build up to her uh, her father's uh, legacy, Superfly? Oh, God, no. But... She could. I would say that if she were to do something, like, to build a legacy, I think she could do it on her own. Mm. And don't really need to use um, her dad's legacy as a stepping stone. Because uh, it looks like she can do it. If she... Like, if Charlotte Flair can do it, I think Tamina can do it, too. Just give her some... Like I said, give her some time. Give Like, give her some gross... Like... Even though she's been there for 10 years wrestling, which is surprising. If they can now actually let her grow, give her her, you know, let her give her a couple of good feuds under her belt, really good feuds, good booking, and a nice good push, I think she could be a, 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 a you know, a contender for a championship. Mm. You know? Mm. So, Ho yeah. Hopefully we'll hear more from her. Yeah, hopefully. Uh, and after that, it was the singles match for the Universal Championship mm -hmm. between Champ Braun Strowman and Bray Wyatt. Not the fiend Bray Wyatt, but just a happy, happy Bray Wyatt. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, and Braun Strowman won, won this. <sighs> eh. 
It's, it's kind of like I have to say, I was like. I guess they were playing more of the, hey, you know, we were buddies back then, and I was your boss. You know, that's you know, that sort of that, head game. They were trying to incorporate the, you know, the head game thing, you know, with the mask, the black sheet mask. I don't know. I just think it was okay. It wasn't that great. And I kind of said to myself while I was watching this match, I was like, I think this is just a setup feud. I think they're setting this up so the Fiend would face Braun Strowman. And it looks like the Fiend is going to face Braun Strowman. Mm. And uh, to be quite honest, I just, I don't know. I, I thought this was the weakest match of the night. I, I thought it sucked. Yeah, I really thought this one sucked. <laughs> really bad. Huh. But if but if this if if this was to move on so they can start a feud so they can have another go around, but this time the fiend comes out and faces Bray, Bray uh faces Braun Strowman, then I would be okay with that. But I'd be like, Okay, you know what? The money in the bank match, okay, that's what started it. That's what's starting a feud and I'm like, Okay, you know what? I'm okay with that. But if they don't, and like next next SmackDown, you know, just see it and just be like, you know, oh, me 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 me, then I'll just be like, yeah, okay, that was a waste. But we did see some uh, background characters going on. Oh yeah yeah yeah, of course. What was Rambling Rabbit? He was like, he's everyone's favorite. He wasn't dead. Uh, yeah, I mean there was uh, what was the pig's name? He was there. Huskus was there. Huskis Mercy was there. was there. Mercy was there. Yeah. Annabelle. Yeah. But no, but no, uh, rambling rabbit. No, rambling rabbit was there. He was there. I he probably there. didn't see. Yeah. All right. So what do we got? Uh, the rematch of uh, Drew McIntyre versus Seth Rollins for the WWE Championship. And uh, hey, Drew McIntyre retains his title. This was pretty good too. You, they sh- they had little glimpses and moments of like ROH. It it, it was kind of the, there were certain parts in there that kind of reminded me of like an ROH match. Like this would have been an ROH match. Other than that, um, it was not bad of a match. So it it wasn't that it wasn't that bad. Seth Rollins had a new intro music, new intro theme. Um, this whole Monday Night Messiah thing, eh, it's okay. Not the greatest thing in the world. I've seen better. But, of course, um, Mr. Pay-Per-View, Mr. Monday Night. Uh, uh, not just that, it's just just more of just a gimmick. Um, but all in all, yeah, it, it was not bad of a match. It was not, it, yeah, it was not bad, you know. If you would have put this match on, like, say, Raw, the main event, it would have worked on there as well. To be quite honest, I think all of these matches, you could have just put them on their respective shows, and they still would have been good on there. That's what it felt like to me, this pay-per-view. It was just kind of like, okay, um, okay, so this was a pay-per-view match. Okay, all right. Um, well, technically, you are right. Well, I mean, I'm saying that because... From the pre-show match all the way up to the Drew Mac- the McIntyre Rollins match, they were all in Florida. Yeah. At the training center, at the performance center, excuse me. Mm-hmm. Because the last two is 
you know, the one in the global headquarters in Stanford, Connecticut, the money in the banks. Right. Both the female and the male. But, um, they added a little twist. Um, they all, they both started at the same time. Yeah, so the thing was, well, first off, read the, read the, uh, who was in each men and women's. Well, with the women's, it was, uh, Shayna Baszler, Nia Jax, Lacey Evans, Carmella, Dana Brooke, and Asuka. Mm-hmm. And on the men's side, it was, uh, King Corbin, Daniel Bryan, Aleister Black, Otis, AJ Styles, and Rey Mysterio. Alright. So, okay, let's break, let's break it down this way. Uh, I'll start with the women's first, and then we'll go to the men's. Okay. Um, the women's, it was pretty good. It, it was pretty good. There was a couple places here and there um, that I was kind of like, uh, okay. Um, and then there was also this one spot that Dana Brooke was in a, in, in a building. No, in a room. And supposedly she got she actually won the thing, and then Stephanie McMahon came out and had a talk, and <laughs> I thought well, which I thought was pretty funny. There was some good funny moments. Oscar was just phenomenal on this one. She just like it looked like she just had a blast doing this match and everything. Even when she was on an elevator ride, you just saw her doing a little dance, a little song, you know. And I was just like I was like enjoying this, so I just thought, hey, you know, this is pretty good. Um, Did it remind you of uh, DDT? Kind of in a way, both, both kind of did, but they didn't go to that extreme. Yeah, I mean they brought like favorites, like uh, uh, brother love. Yeah, we'll get to that. We'll get to that in a yeah, bit. Yeah, 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 we'll we'll get to those. Okay, so yeah, so um, because to me this match was like Bruce Lee's movie Game of Death. Where oh. they had to start from the bottom and go up to the top. Yeah, for both the men's and the women's. Yeah, um, that was that was pre- that's pretty good. That's, um, that's actually yeah. Kinda... But it's an unfinished movie, so we don't know the ending. Yeah, but famously, you know, Bruce Lee went against Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, mm-hmm. and woo. Yeah. So um, the two spots that I actually really got concerned was when Nia Jax. Uh, power bomb Carmella through a table, mm. and also when she hit uh, Dana Brooke to a uh, to a vending machine, it looked really hard. It looked like really like you know. Oh please! If it, I'm just saying, the only criticism of that of the the vending machine is if it was really hard, it would have gotten free soda right there. No, 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 it, it just got really hard because it, it looked like she got really hard because it looked like like she got rebounded back in a nasty way. Ooh. See what I mean? Yeah. Um, and then there was a stare down between her and Otis. And I was like, alright, this could happen. Alright, <laughs> let's go. But she just walked away and Otis walked away. So, then we reach up to the top and um, it was pretty good. You saw uh, Lacey Evans up there, and uh, Nia Jax and Asuka, and Asuka won. It wasn't that bad. It wasn't that great, but it was pretty good. It, it, it was good. It was good. It was it was good and, and interesting. You know, um, the one person who I felt like really, 
I think WWE just threw her there for namesake. I think with Shayna Baszler and because he didn't really see that much of her. Uh, didn't really didn't you know? Yeah. And then Lacey Evans, they kept trying to pump her up and pump her up and pump her up and you know she just ended up being the bridesmaid, never the bride, you know. Mm. And so. Well, so congratulations for Oscar for winning Money in the Bank. You know, just gotta wait when. And I hope, and I I hope that Dana Brooke and um, Carmella are not hurt. I really, really hope that. Okay, now to the men's. The men's was a little bit more like DDT. A little bit, not too much. Um, and just in case if you're wondering, DDT is a very interesting wrestling promotion in Japan. If you want to see anything, um, just watch DDT's, um, their version of WrestleMania and SummerSlam, Peter Pan. Then you get a pretty good idea what DDT is. Um, so, it was so the men's... Was more, was more comical, had more guests in there. Um, oh yeah, and I forgot Dana Brooke. There was a scene in the women's. I forgot to mention this, that Asuka was trying to talk to a janitor in Japanese. Janitor had no idea what she was talking about. She grabbed the the, the other the, the other female wrestlers came out. They wanted to wrestle her. She grabbed the mop, which was like and they just threw it on the floor and just ran off. And then Dana Brooks, I don't know how. She sold this, and she just sold it to the point where I just wanted to laugh and just shake my head and be like, uh, they, they better pay you good, honey, for this one. They really, they really should. Oh, dear. Um, she tripped over the mop. Oh, God. So I'm like, she better, she, they better give her a good payday for this one. Mm. So. Last thing they need is a banana split. Or, you know. Banana peel. Gag. Nah, or, you know, trip over a penny. But, okay, but moving along. Okay, so to the men. Uh, the men's was not bad. It did remind me a little bit here and there of DDT. Um, a little, a lot of gimmicks and stuff like that. Like, we saw uh, Brother Love, and with uh, Rey Mysterio, Brother Love was coming out of the bathroom, and he was zipping up his pants, and then he looks at Rey Mysterio, and Rey Mysterio looks back at him, and... They were like, you know, yeah, I love you. And it's like, yeah, I love you too, man. But I got something else to do. You know? (laughs) So, you got to see that. Uh, Paul Heyman was there. They did a food fight. Um, Yeah, uh, the the real MVP of this one, I'm going to say this, was... The spot with AJ Styles and Daniel Ryan, when they went to went to went to Vince McMahon's office, they were fighting all the way in the, into Vince McMahon's office, and then you see Vince turning around, get up, and just chewing them out a little bit, and then they're like, "Oh, we're sorry, sir. We're sorry, we're sorry." And then they went to fix up his chairs, and they're like, "Oh, we're, we're not sorry, sorry, sorry." And they walked out, and then Vince McMahon just like. Sits down, turn around like a supervillain, and then starts writing on a notepad. So I was just like, I was like, yeah, that's Vince, all right. And then um, I thought that was pretty funny. Uh, another part too is with AJ Styles. He, he saw a picture of the Undertaker, and he kind of panicked 
And then he opened up a door and you see a casket and everything. And it was like <laughs> Undertaker. And then Aleister Black just threw him in there. And he was like, no, don't close the door. Don't close the door. Don't. <laughs> close the door. And then he just walks off. But I thought that was funny. Um, and then we get to the finish. Um, everybody, everybody went to the top. Aleister Black was the one that got thrown off the building. <laughs> you know. Um, it wasn't bad. Corbin could have won it early, but Oscar slapped him off. Yeah. And then we got to talk about the finish. The finish was... Yeah. Okay. So, um, I'm not... I don't want to get into into too much details, but it's just Corbin Styles was fighting for it. Everyone was thinking, yeah, Styles is gonna win this. You know, it's a shoe in. That's why they put him in there. And then he fumbles it, and then lands to Otis. And Otis is your 2020 Men's Money in the Bank Ladder Champion. Hmm. And I was just like. Okay, so I guess they're gonna push him. So well, they introduce uh, something unpredictable. Well, okay, they did that, but okay, who is he going to feud with? Drew McIntyre or Braun Strowman? Maybe I okay. If I had a choice, I would rather have him. Okay, I would rather have him going against Braun Strowman. If it's done right, and they can take the belt off of Strowman and give it to Otis. Because Otis, right now, his popularity is just, like, up there. It is up there. Well, what about his tag team group, you know? Uh, oh, Heavy Machinery? Oh, he's injured. Uh, so. Well, that'll be a good way to, uh, you know, bring him back. And they can go for the gold with the tag team championship. Yeah. Well, you know, if Otis was a champion of either one of you know, and his tag team partner comes back, then they could, you know, go for the gold with the uh, tag team championships and, you know... Right, right. Propel them to good heights. Yeah. So, over... Okay, so, all in all, um... One out of five stars. Overall... I give it a three and a half. I wouldn't... I wouldn't give you anything because you didn't even watch the whole thing. I did. Well, I well, yeah. Well, I mean, I couldn't. Like I said, I had prior engagements too, unfortunately. Yeah, so I give your rating a dog. A dog. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, we shall see. Okay. So overall, okay. So first six matches at the performance center. Give it two and a half, three. Um, the the main events uh, three and a half. So, roughly like a three three and a half star show. In general. Well, wait, hold on. Let's do. Let's take this on averages. So, what did you say? With the... okay, so the first six, I would I would give it like two and a half three. Mm-hmm. Okay, these, the last two, the main event ones at Stanford. Uh, I would give them a three three and a half. So assuming your maximum is three, you're doing it three plus three, that's six and a half, and divide that by two, that's three and a quarter. Yeah, okay, so let's go with that. Three and a quarter stars. Yeah, it's not bad of a pay-per-view. Um, it got, it, it did what it needed to do. 
but it felt like, uh, uh, to be honest, if you took out the main events, it just looked like a house show. Either that or something that should have been done on Raw. Or SmackDown, respectively. Mm-hmm. You know, of, of both brands. But, um, yeah. Well, per usual, we got to wait until, you know, Raw and SmackDown, Smackdown after see, yeah. to see what the fallout is. Yeah, so, okay. And considering, you know, present circumstances with the uh, coronavirus, hopefully we, we, we get some proper answers as opposed to, like you know, like what they usually do. You know, they kind of repeat the same thing again. Yeah. So there's something different. Yeah, so... Give our truth this title back. Excuse me, folks. But, yeah, we just got to wait and see. Um, Overall, best match of the night, um, I would have to say the main event, both the men and the women's, did pretty good. It was good. It was entertaining. Mm -hmm. It did what it needed to do. Uh, Weakest match of the night... uh, the Braun Strowman and Bray Wyatt match. I just wasn't really invested in it. was just kind of bored. Um, the, the match that surprised me the most, the Bailey and Tamina match, because just basically Tamina herself surprised the hell out of me. All yeah. right. So, all in all, that's it. That is what we got out of uh, Money in the Bank. So... Next pay per view for this month is going to be AEW's, right? Well, this month actually. Yeah. Well, um, considering the rules and blah blah blah, um, um, they announced that the pay per view would still proceed as planned, but from an undisclosed location. So originally it was going to be, it'll probably still be there, May twenty third, mm-hmm. Saturday. Uh, originally it was supposed to be at the. Uh, MGM Grand, yeah, like last year's, but yeah, but uh, you know, with the whole coronavirus. So uh, you know they're going to pick a location that no, they're not, no one's going to know. Mm-hmm. Maybe the, depending on where, maybe a few lucky people, you know, some might actually go there in person. Yeah, uh, and um, they introduced the uh, TNT Championship. And apparently, um, it's all said and done, um, and so it's going to be a match, and that's probably the only thing that's, uh, yeah, that's the only, for those of you who um, are not caught up with uh, Double or Nothing for this year's, right. um, we have the three matches so far, MJF versus Jungle Boy, singles match, uh, John Moxley Champ versus Brody Lee for the AEW World Championship. That's going to be interesting. So that's that's kind of new. And then uh, Darby Allen versus To Be Announced, meaning the Casino Ladder match for a future AEW World Championship. So I guess Darby Allen versus the uh, whoever's the world. number one contender for that match. Yep. Okay. So and uh, the newest addition uh, because of the uh, TNT Championship tournament uh, it is Cody versus Lance Archer for the inaugural. AEW TNT Championship that they brought back since the WCW days with the... Yeah. So, that's going to be interesting. Okay. So, once we get more information about that, we'll dive into that one and make our picks and stuff like that. So, without further ado, thank you so much for listening to Retro Shoots. Uh, hope you guys have, uh, hope you guys enjoyed us. Hope you guys come back with us next week. Once again, happy Mother's Day to all 
to all the mothers around the world. Please be safe. And yeah, be safe out there. Wash your hands. Keep your physical distances away and everything like that. Wear your mask and just be careful out there. All right, without further ado, I am Captain Katz. And I am We Are Cats. All right, thank you guys so much. Have a great day and keep on watching wrestling. Take care. Yo-ho!